Sorry, I wanted to just yell out a Sean Paul reference, but I, I forgot the words. <laughs> a million naughty shotties, something anyway. Hello, welcome to the Quick Shots with your favourite cousins, James and Alex Kitchell. It's just one of those days where I can't get it together. I have the giggles badly, so I do apologise. Come on, Baffler, also, get on with it. But also it's kind of fun. Um, okay. Yeah, you're going to get two this week. I did two last week. Okay. Da, 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 this one goes to you from Paul. If you claim depreciation on a property when you sell it, do you have to pay that back? Yes. Yes, you do. It, it, what what you what you do is as you depreciate the property, basically that becomes the value of the property that you bought it for effectively. So you have to pay the gains on anything above that. Um, so look, you know, you you just have to question whether that money is better served in your pocket uh, or um, whether you don't choose not to depreciate the property on a year-to-year basis. So, yeah, you do have to pay it back eventually. Um, you know, what, what I would sort of my, – my own view and my own strategy around that is, you know, I'd hope that I can keep my properties for, you know – decades and, and even pass mm. them on to the next generation, in which case it doesn't really become a thing, the the paying it back and, and the depreciation gives me the cash flow to sustain holding them whilst they increase in value. But yeah, that that's the trade-off, Paul. Over to you. Uh, I, I know that you are qualified <coughs> to talk about this one. Alison, how much would it cost to build a two-bedroom granny flat? Obviously, listen to the recent series of podcasts. Alison's question there. You got, uh, you got any idea? I do. I am very qualified in this. <laughs> qualified is the wrong word. Yeah, I do. I've just priced up a 70 square meter two bedroom granny, granny flat. Uh, it's two bedroom, really simple, small living room with a shared bathroom in between and like not quite a kitchenette, but it's not a kitchen with an island. It doesn't have, however, a garage yet. But that alone, that 70 square meters of pure living space, is $180,000. It's more expensive than I thought, but you've still got to bring in all the same services that you would if, um, you know, you were building a house. So work on about two and a half to two to $2,600 a meter at the moment. And by the way, I caveat that by saying that's in Brisbane City Council on a flat block of land. Um, so that will obviously vary depending on the builder. And, and how, much, how much rent do you reckon you'd get? On that, I've had a I've had a rental appraisal for three hundred ninety five dollars a week. <laughs> so four hundred bucks. So you're gonna get yeah. you, you're gonna get uh, what's that like like, like tw- well, twenty well, grand twenty grand a year on yeah. on, on one hundred eighty grand. So it's it's a yeah. you know it's a more than ten percent return. Still it's still like, probably works. It's like it's like twelve percent. I I added another twenty grand to be conservative to put in like a carport and, mm. and just like something as an as an option for the tenants. So I'm working on two hundred grand. Um, yep. with, with, yeah, four, call it $400. 10 return. Hard to that's get that cra- on. That's a crazy return. Now, obviously I've got to make that happen first, but mm. it's pretty appealing to the banks as well. Um, mm. that kind of return you, you just can't get. Um, thanks Alison. Sean, here we go. Mm. Uh, how do you manage capital gains tax? Uh, well, Right way to say you've you've got to pay it, so you can't avoid it. You've simply got to manage it. Um, you know, more yeah. commonly, like we, I, I deal with a lot of uh, clients that have built their portfolios over twenty years or so now, and you just pull apart each property and you look at, um, you know, if they're at a stage in their 
uh, investing or, or wealth building cycle where they're wanting to transition from high asset values into cash flow and income. You look at uh, the you know the the pros and cons of selling different properties. Capital mm. gains implication is part of that. You might um, try and sell some of the ones that attract a lower capital gains tax uh, uh, impost in in the first instance. But you've mm. also got to look at the cash flow as well because you don't want to sell one with a low capital gains tax implication if uh, that one is also the one that gives you the most income That's and right. cash flow. So you just you're just taking a holistic approach, running through scenarios, and and look, you just have to manage it as best you can. Um, capital gains tax can only really be reduced by either holding the property for more than twelve months, and you get a fifty percent discount on on the capital gains tax. Um, when you've retired, obviously, you get the benefit of having no mm. income. So, um, therefore, the capital gains tax isn't going in on top of your income. income yeah. And the third one is to live in it. And and some people do. They choose to live in it, albeit, it, you know, you still have to pay the capital gains for the period that you owned the property. So, it doesn't it doesn't go the whole way to, to reducing. Uh, but, but it can, again, manage the, the capital gains implications. So, Sean, there, uh, there's ways around or, or ways to manage it, as you say, but it's um, it's just about dealing with it at the time and, and working out your options. Actually, I've got an episode coming up with Tax Tom, which is part three, where we actually talk about that a little bit. Nice. And he just talks about, you know, he's, he's a big, big on, you know, being prepared and, and having the right documentation for everything. So, he's really strong on that. But, you know, you, you should really, when you're trying to figure out when, and what to sell, um, you can strategically do it um, with capital gains tax in mind or minimizing capital gains tax. And, so, and for any, for any well. listeners who haven't listened to that too, I've had so many people, friends of mine, that have reached out and said part one or part two where you talked about the tax variation. Very, very insightful. A lot of people had no idea what it was, how depreciation worked into it. So uh, even for someone like Paul uh, who who asked the question about depreciation, give the um, tax time, I think it was part one or or part two, I think part one. I think part one. Part one with the tax variation. It was very, very insightful. He and you did a great job of making it super simple and easy to understand. It was all Tom. I like to overcomplicate everything. All right, guys, thank you. That is Quick Shots yet again. Uh, send in the questions as you've got them. We love to hear them and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.